Um, welcome to another BS podcast, another Bright Side podcast. Uh, today, I've got a special guest, um, Scotland. Say hi, Scotland. Hello, everyone listening. Um, I brought you, Scotland, because um, actually, after the last time you were on, a lot of people had some questions and they wanted to get more information out of you. Um, they feel like you didn't um, explain enough or go uh, deeper enough, or perhaps they had other questions that they wanted to get your opinion on. And when they asked me, I was like, uh, Don't ask I, me, ask Scotland. Exactly, well, I can't speak for you. So, you know, and I don't, I'm not one to try. Um, obviously, um, we disagree on a couple of things. Just a few, but I think we agree on a lot more things than we disagree on, so that's a good start. Um, I actually wanted to get your opinion on um, something um, I was listening to today. Um, as you know, I am I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, hence why I made my own. Um, but one of the podcasts that I listen to is actually um, Real Time with Bill Maher. And I know how much you love Bill Maher. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Bill Maher, no. No? No. I think he's pretty awesome. Come on. I think he's he's smart and has he's very opinionated and has a lot to say, but I just think he's wrong, I guess. You know, if this was any other day, I would totally disagree with you. But today, I agree with you. <laughs> Want to know why, and I'll play it for you. What he happened? actually had um, somebody... Um, Greenwald? Do you, does that name sound familiar to you? Greenwald. I think it's Greenwald. I, I might be wrong. He, um, Edward Snow, Snowden, right? right? He gave, um, as people who don't pay attention to current events, um, Snowden um, copied millions of reports and documents from the NSA, right? And um, he... He took them and he he pretty much exposed about one percent of the of the documents that he he stole, but um, he the rest of it he gave to this guy um, a reporter who is slowly going through all the documents, and um, he's actually extradited to shoot I forgot where this is Greenwald Greenwald thank ah my fuck <laughs> yes Greenwald right. Um, right, so I I heard about that. Yeah, so um, Bill Maher was able to get him via uh, Skype or something like that, and he was able to interview him. And let me just play a few minutes about um, of the interview that he had with uh, Greenwald. All right. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the question is, why do we need the government storing lists of every single person that every American calls and from whom we receive calls, even though there's no evidence of wrongdoing, not a whiff of suspicion? We sort of have been trained now to think that the only debate that we should have is who should hold this extremely sensitive information about us, the telecoms or the government. But the bigger question is, why do we need a surveillance state where every single person with whom we communicate is recorded and monitored? and stored the sort of stuff of 1950s science fiction novels that tried to warn about the dangers of surveillance. And I think that's really the debate that President Obama's speech today sort of ignored because he wants us just to accept the fact that that's inevitable. Well, I mean, not to take sides here, but I can see his point a little bit. I mean, you he's obviously still mad at Edward Snowden. 
he mentioned that. And of course, Edward Snowden gave 1.7 million secret documents to you, which I know you are personally going through right now and deciding what should be released. I can understand why the President of the United States would say, you know, I was elected to this office. How come Glenn Greenwald gets to decide what's classified in America? Yeah, well, unfortunately, for that point of view, there's this thing called the Constitution, the First Amendment of which guarantees a free press. And if you go back to the Pentagon Papers, where Daniel Ellsberg, who's widely considered a hero, took it upon himself to give many thousands of pages to the New York Times, and those two parties that weren't elected, Daniel Ellsberg and the New York Times, decided which of those secret documents the American people should learn about, and it was profoundly important to learn that our government was lying about the war. Same thing throughout the Bush years. I didn't hear any liberals saying, how come whistleblowers took it upon themselves to reveal the Bush torture program or the NSA warrantless eavesdropping program or Abu Ghraib abuses, also things that were kept secret. And the reason is, is that part of our democracy requires that when the government keeps things secret, that the citizenry has a right to know, like the fact that they're building a massive spying apparatus that's aimed directly at us, that it's up to whistleblowers in the government and then a free press to report it. That's as much a part of how our democracy functions as going to the ballot booth, elect leaders and then putting your blind trust in, in the fact that they're going to do the right thing. But Good point. Very good point. Yeah. But would you not agree that some things need to be secret? Sure, and that's the reason that although the count that you said before was the number that Edward Snowden gave us is actually a wildly inflated account that comes from the government, but he did give us a lot of documents, and what he did when what he said when he did that was I don't think all of this should be public. There's a lot in here that I'm giving you for your own edification to understand how the system works as journalists, but I don't want this published. And the vast majority of what he gave us, what he gave the Washington Post, hasn't been published yet, and much of it will never be at his request precisely because the government does have some things that it keeps legitimately secret. But among those things that the government keeps legitimately secret is not the fact that they're collecting everybody's communication data regardless of whether you've done anything wrong or the fact that they're able to invade Facebook and Google and Yahoo without any kind of court supervision. Those are the kinds of things that citizens have a right to know in a healthy democracy. Yeah, I understand that. I just think there is something to be said for well, if it's all open, why don't we get to choose who decides? Now, I think if we were going to decide, you actually would be a pretty good guy to decide because I respect you and I like you and I think you're very smart. But what if it was Perez Hilton? You know, I I mean, okay. Let me, let, me, let me just ask you this. I, I mean, I also respect Edward Snowden. Obviously, this debate wouldn't be happening without Edward Snowden. But I was this wondering if you would I agree with me that every time he opens his mouth, he also says something completely nuts. He reminds me a lot of Ron Paul. Uh, I agree with what he says. I nod along. And then he says something totally batshit. I mean, Edward, let me give well, you some quotes about... from Edward. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. Uh, here are some no, I mean, Edward look, Snowden quotes. He... All right, go ahead. He said, these programs were never about terrorism. They're about social control and diplomatic manipulation. Well, that's crazy. They were about stopping terrorism. They may have gone too far. But everybody in the government isn't out to get you. Uh, he said, they can use this system to go back in time and scrutinize every decision you've ever made, every friend you've ever discussed something with. This is nuts, right? 
No, Bill, it's not just the fact that you think that's nuts. And let me just explain why. <laughs> a lot of the stories that we've reported have nothing to do with terrorism. They're spying on economic summits in Latin America, oil companies in Brazil, democratically elected leaders of our closest allies who have nothing to do with terrorism. His point is that, of course, some of this is directed at terrorism, but this massive system that has been built, a huge bulk of it, has nothing to do with national security. It has to do with the reason that people in political power always want to surveil their populations is because it does give greater power. And as far as slowing down the internet, that comes right from documents that we publish where the NSA collects everything and then stores it for a long enough time to, in their words, slow down the internet so that they can go back at any time and see your entire history, where you've browsed, what kind of search terms you've entered, with whom you've been speaking. I mean, look, he's a 29-year-old who's not a trained politician. He doesn't have aides whispering in his ear what he should say. He's not adept at that. That's what makes him so impressive. It was an act of conscience that he just stepped forward as an yeah. ordinary person. And, I'm, I'm not and did this. All right, so it, it, I don't know, it goes on a little bit like that, but that that part right there is what I wanted you to hear. Um, thoughts, opinions, critiques. <clears throat> First of all, Bill Maher is obviously just a, a talking point puppet who has his talking points. He had to throw in there a, a jab attack at Ron Paul. You notice that. He said, Edward Snowden says these wildly crazy things that discredit him, just like Ron Paul. In an attempt to discredit Edward Snowden and Ron Paul, which he didn't provide an example of crazy things that either one of them said. Just accuse them. Just putting the talking point out there that like that they can't be, they can't have legitimate opinions because they say crazy things and then never gives of an example of something crazy that he said. <clears throat> you can tell, I think... Bill Maher, he's not just trying to talk or be funny or get to the bottom of things. He's being given talking points to to get a certain uh, message across. Well, yeah. So to get to have certain certain things be said, and he's trying to shape the conversation in a way that distracts the whole. Like you know, it just distracts and it and, and misinforms. Um, the one thing that Greenwald did miss is that, first of all, like fighting terrorism, more people are killed by bee stings every year than fighting terrorism. This whole what's bee stings? Yeah, bee stings. What's that in America? Dying from being stung by a bee. Oh, bee stings. Right. Oh, I thought you meant bee stings. Like rah. this whole this whole illusion of that we need that we're fighting terrorists there's terrorists running around everywhere trying to blow stuff up it's 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 all horseshit like it's it hardly it hardly ever happens and when it does it kills like if you look at the percentage of people that die from terrorist attacks based on any other uh, any other statistic of things that kill people? It's it's now, so you're just insignificant. Talking, are you just talking about the United States, or are you talking about worldwide? I'm talking about worldwide. It's so insignificant. Um, and then and then, what is terrorism exactly? Like they'll they'll call tribalism terrorism, and then and then what they engage in, which is terrorism, they call it politics. But what he missed is that. Like all of this, it, it fighting terrorism. Terrorism isn't really so big. I'm sorry, I knocked this over here. Okay. Terrorism isn't this huge thing that we need to fight a war against. It's a ruse. It's a modern day witch hunt. It's just a way to 
it's the war on people's rights, the war on individuality. But what he missed about all of the spying is what it is is it's economic power. It's it's that they have all this intel that they found out through all their technology. They 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 found that they could take control over everyone by by means of intelligence. But you don't think it's just like just a small hand like like a like a handful of people that are actually doing this because the way you're saying it makes it seem like the government is one huge organism um that's that's trying to do this intentionally well we're talking specifically about the nsa right now and, and the cia i guess you'd have to lump them up and right. also technically the fbi they all share the same information don't uh, they? not necessarily no like uh yeah, FBI and CIA are they they have to coordinate and it's it's difficult to share information. They've been trying to streamline it more, but they actually compete. It's very bureaucratic and political. But um, the NSA uses all this information um, as a means to fix the market and to predict the future and to to have absolute control over manipulation of of economics and dominating their competition. They they then they take the, the, the big inner circle of corporations, which is really who runs the government and the world, is, are these large corporations that have, um, have basically become so big. What, like 10 of the top 20 GDPs in the world are corporations and, and not countries? Are you serious? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I believe so, that. Yeah. It, well, you're talking about international corporations, right? Huge conglomerate corporations, sort of like yeah. uh, Walmart. And BP, well, and like GE and yeah, GE, uh, Bank of Sco- Royal Bank of Scotland and U.S. Bank, J.P. Morgan Chase. Um, but what they there's no way to have any competition because because uh, they spy on their competition, and they know everything that's happening everywhere, and it's and it's full manipulation and control. And people say they don't have anything to hide, but the Congress is being spied on. Um, everyone is being spied on. So if you ever do anything that is remotely uh, against the law, or you know they they make thousands of laws every year, and people do things every day breaking the law, and they have no idea. So you can be busted breaking a law like very easily, a law you don't even know of. Or um, well, let me try to finish this point. Uh, and they can basically blackmail you to do anything they want. If you don't agree with them, if you don't agree with their political system, if you don't agree with the, the inner circle, the inner power circle, then they'll just use all this information against you. And and it's not fair. It's a, it's well, it's completely against the constitution in the first place. You're supposed to have privacy, and this is a, a complete attack on privacy. It's it's the like people don't see it this way, but it's basically the same thing as. A bunch of men in suits coming into your house, looking through all of your stuff, going through all of your files, making copies of it all, and and and, and then tapping your phone, listening on the phone while while you're talking to whoever you're talking to. It's the same exact thing, only they're just doing it, you know, remotely, and everyone seems to be okay with it, and it's totally it's totally bullshit. Um, the other thing too is that not only are they spying on everyone, but they they. All this software is built with backdoors into it, and they can plant things. They can plant things in your computer um, that are illegal for you to possess, and and therefore, and, and like all of a sudden, 
because the NSA has complete control over all of your data and can go through all these back doors, then there's no way of stopping corrupt people who are part of this program from abusing it. And it's already been documented to be abused. And Obama said in his speech, what, yesterday, that like there's no evidence of it ever being abused and these people are our neighbors and... It's like it doesn't it doesn't matter that they're our neighbors. They can't be going through all of our stuff. They can't be spying on us all day and all night. Yeah, just and, and there's just, no way to, there's no way to to beat these people if they have full control over this kind of spying. Yeah, that speech um was total horseshit. Um I was actually expecting something way better than that. I was thinking that he was going to talk about how they were just going to put in a bill to restrict the NSA completely in some way or fashion, completely eliminate spying on um, foreign leaders, and obviously completely eliminating um, um, U.S. citizens unless they have a warrant. But all he really said was, well, we're going to keep the information. We're going to keep on doing what we're doing, except we're going to try to make it a little bit harder to continue what we're doing. But we're still doing the exact same shit. Right. And yeah, we're going to hold on to your information, but it's going to be really hard for them to get to your information. The inform- like, it's going to be hard to get to the information that we are holding for you forever. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like, I don't know, it's sort of like uh, keeping money inside your, mat- your own mattress in order to keep it away from yourself. <coughs> you know? Well, just, but you know where it is. He's just totally lying and trying to sell everyone on the fact that it's okay when it's not. Yeah, exactly. And he even said that Paul Revere would like. He said, "Oh, you know, we we rely on spying." And Paul Revere was watching out for the British and warned everyone the British are coming. And it's like totally. Yeah, that was total bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> I don't know why he even quoted that. You know. And I've said it a couple of times on this podcast. I don't know if you listen to me because, you know, I am an awesome pod. I'm hosting an awesome podcast here. And obviously you're on it. So you're just, you know, adding on to this awesome podcast. <laughs> um, I've always said it um, to me. And I don't know if you were on board when he was running um, for president. No, no. No, but when when I was and I was all like hopeful and I was all about Obama, I even helped out at some of the call centers here. I even have like some of the T-shirts and everything. And to be honest, I've never been disappointed by such a president like he put. It was funny because I was talking to Nick about this and he he um he was saying, you know, he really put that bar up there, you know. And then you put it really, really up there for himself. And then the moment he became president, he's like, ah, fuck that bar. Like, he's not even going to try. He's just going to continue doing the same shit that his predecessor was. Well, it was all an illusion in the first place. It was what? All an illusion in the first place. Like, they obviously, like, this, this has been going on for so long. I can't believe people bought into all of it. Like, it was so, it was such empty rhetoric. And if you know what's really going on, and if you looked at who was funding him, like you, you, a lot it, of bankers, it wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't a big surprise of what was going to happen. I mean, just the whole system and how it works. Okay, so all right, so before we continue, I want to just 
clarify for some of the listeners that you have a very extraordinary opinion about what the system is. You have an idea. Some people might call it a conspiracy. Extraordinarily informed. <laughs> some might call that that. Others might call it paranoia. It just depends. See, see, you haven't even asked me anything. You're already trying to frame it <laughs> as though I'm paranoid before we even talk about anything. Well, I have to frame it like that. The NSA has already sent me an email saying that I have to frame it that way. This is your talking points that Bill Maher gave you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why well, to talk to him today? Really. Anderson Cooper's talking into a, a mic in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to ask you was, what is this system? And, and, I mean, do we even have a choice anymore? As, as voters, as um, as uh, citizens, really. Of course, we have a choice. <coughs> we choose every day. <coughs> <coughs> the system system is a lot of things, but when I talk about oh, the government's corrupt and the system and the government's out to get me, blah, 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 like, that, those are all, those are all general terms, it's really, what we're really talking about are these inner circles of social networks that invade or are in every walk of society, and are in all these different uh, branches of government and fill all different capacities, but they all work together secretly behind closed doors. And those are the people that um, that I'm talking about that we need to be paranoid about that that are the system of what you what you're referring to. But a lot of times people get it confused and they th- they're thinking I'm talking about the entire government. Obviously, the government um, isn't necessary evil, and it needs to be as small as possible. And a lot of what we consider to be the government are actually private entities that aren't part of the government at all and need to be... But realize that this is, that is only true in this United States. They need to be closed down. What are you talking about? Well, what I mean is like... All right, well... And you're right. A lot of the... Um, a lot of things that... Uh, that Like the services that we have um, in the United States are actually privatized. Um, and... It actually was cheaper when the government was running it back in the day, which was somewhere around the 40s and 50s. And then somewhere around the 60s, maybe late 60s, um, or maybe even later, um, a lot of these services became privatized and put to third um, private companies and stuff which, like that. Which one are you talking about specifically? Well, let's just take, for example, uh, waste management. Okay? Um, waste management is uh, was originally uh, a government it was? Yeah, it was a government service. And it was actually given out to third-party like um, private citizens. Just for an example, I know a situation in Compton. And I know you're going to say, you're going to roll your eyes and be like, Compton. But Compton actually was originally had its own um, city service where it dealt with waste management. And in order to save money because of the whole crisis that happened in 2008, they had to give it out to um, to a private company. 
and the private companies were just competing for just that business. And right after um, um, one of them got the business, they jumped up the price about two or three times on its on its on the citizens. And it's pretty much doing the same thing, you know. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't think it should be run by the government. I think it should be private. And there should be competition in order to drive the the cost down. But I'm I'm talking about like like the Federal Reserve. People think it's it's part of the government. It's not. It's private. Oh yeah. The yeah. FBI is private. The CIA is private. Um, the NSA wait, is wait, private. Wait. wait, the FBI is private. Yeah. Yeah. There's all these. There's all these things that are private, and people. People have no idea. They just all think it's it's part of the government, and it's not. But Wait, how the, is I'm sorry. The Department of Education needs to be eliminated. Federal Reserve needs to be eliminated. <clears throat> hold on, hold on, because I, I I've never heard of the of the FBI being private. Elaborate. Didn't Hoover start? No, um, Edgar. Yeah, Edgar Hoover, right? Well, I mean, if we're going to get technical, the United States is no longer the republic that, was, that it was when it was founded. It's it's actually a corporation, the United States Corporation. So technically, it isn't the government that we think it is either. <laughs> what? Yeah. The United States was... The United States is a corporation that was founded in 18-something. Uh, we got phones. We should look it up. Any 1812? Just no. look up. Just look up United States Corporation. I'll do it. I'll do it. I think it's like mid to late eighteen hundreds. Uh huh. And what happened? Um. Uh, well, it's a corporation. Just like you know, if you ever uh, get a fine from the city or something, it says Salt Lake Salt Lake City Corporation. Not that I've ever gotten one of those. <clears throat> uh, you know, whatever city this, it's a, it has to be a corporation. Okay. So. All right. The United States of America is a corporation owned by foreign interests. Yes. <laughs> All right. So in 1871, the Congress. Banks. In 1871, the Congress changed the name of the original Constitution by changing one word. And that was very significant, as you will read. Blah, 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 blah. Do, do, do. Some people do not understand that one word or two word difference in any legal document. Do make the critical difference. Okay, get to legalese is a very dangerous language that I never wish to learn, but I'm afraid I must have to. Okay, in February 21st, 1871, Congress passes an act to provide a government for the District of Columbia, also known as the Act of 1871. With no constitutional authority to do so, Congress creates a separate form of government for the District of Columbia, a 10-mile square parcel of land. The act passed when the country was weakened and financially depleted in the aftermath of the Civil War. It was a strategic move for foreign interests, international bankers, who were in, intent upon gaining a stranglehold on the coffer, coffers and neck of America. Blah, blah, they divide, blah, blah. When the title was capitalized and the word for was changed to of in the title. 
So the act of formed a corporation called the United States. The corporation owned by foreign interests moved in and. What year? It was 1871. 1871. I said mid to late 1800s. So, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm baffled. I was baffled. only off by 25 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, <laughs> we're still young. 200 <clears throat> years. All right. That's, to be honest, that's the first time I've ever heard of that. I, yeah, I no. knew I knew we were started by the what Virginia Incorporated or something like that Virginia Company, right? When the colonialists came over, the Virginia Tea Company or this, the Virginia Tobacco Company, yeah, Virginia Tobacco Company. Yeah, and actually, um, there's a lot of stuff that has to do with. Um, the courts and legalese that that'll just blow your mind that you, you have no idea. It, a lot of definitions in Black's Law Dictionary are are, are scary to think about. Uh, Jordan Maxwell is a really interesting guy to listen to on that subject. Jordan Maxwell talking about they uh, talking about how they they use words um, to rule everybody, and that's another. I have a whole packet right here talking about how they use. Use words to rule people <clears throat> since thousands of years ago, and that's where laws come from. But that uh, you know, currency is controlled by banks, and the current of a river is controlled by the river banks. And when you're born, you um, you're in your birth like a ship coming into a dock. Um, when you're born, you see the dock. That's what you do when a ship first manifests itself into a new port, and that's what your uh, <clears throat> that's what your birth certificate is. Is you manifesting yourself just like uh, like a a good like your merchandise, and that's your certificate of of manifest. And that you sit in your birth, and the ship breaks the water. You're like your mother when. Your mother's water breaks when you're born. You go through the birth canal. <laughs> and when you get there, oh my God. you see the dock. And you have to... The dock. They have to give well. the dock. Yeah. You see the, the dock. You're the ship. And you have to give the ship a manifest. You have to you have to give them a report of everything that's in your... That has just manifest itself into their country and onto their port. And that's what your birth certificate is. Um, I'm forgetting the other things that go along with it. And then your birth certificate is traded just like Social Security on the stock market. And we're chattel. Okay, but how is it traded? To who? Where? Because um, because we pay taxes and we pay into Social Security. And that's, that's used as collateral, as guarantees um, on the stock market. I don't know. I'm not sure, you know, exactly how it all works. If if I did know how it all works, I'd be making a lot of money at the stock market right now. But it's uh, I don't know. That sound that kind of sounds like a mixture of bonds, and honestly, I wouldn't be making any money off of that. Um, but I did hear something about something similar to that, where we are technically property. Um, starting off yeah, with we're our chattel, 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 like cattle. No. Chattel, we're we're like we're like cows that talk, right? Chattel, <laughs> we chat. We chat. 
Chatting cattle. Rawr. Oh, and just for our viewers know that me and Scotland, we talk a lot about stuff like this. And every once in a while, um, me just being a dick, I like to play devil's advocate just to continue the debate going. Um, I like pissing off Scotland. <laughs> Personal property is generally considered private property that is movable as opposed to real property or real estate. In common law systems, personal property may also be called chattels or personality. So we're movable property. That's chattel. <laughs> we're, we're human resources, basically, in like, uh, you know, Chinese in China are treated like human resources and, and um, they get all, most of their economy runs off of. Um, Manual labor, or what, what? What's the term I'm looking for? Slave. Well, yeah, I mean, you could call it that, but uh, we're batteries. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, I'm trying to think of the term that refers to how it, it's like high, high intensity labor. For, um, you need a lot of people. Like to work a rice paddy, you need all these people to be working all like, constantly. And you, and you call that like a oh, um, labor force, right? Well, I guess. I don't know. What's your point? I'm just trying to uh, point out the difference in the economies. But, uh... Oh, shit. I saw an article today that, um... Supposedly the Muslim Brotherhood was allowed through airport security, um... And they... They bypassed the TSA and were treated like VIP. What are you looking for? Looking for a bowl. I'm hungry. Oh, <laughs> I don't have a bowl. That's all I have. Can I eat out of the pot? Yeah. All right. I'll be right back. <laughs> Done. Um, it really makes you think about how um how how crazy it is that the Muslim Brotherhood gets treated like VIP at airport security, but. Old ladies and little kids are strip searched and microwaved, and how ridiculous it all is, and how. Now by microwaved, because <laughs> you can't be saying words like that and like. <coughs> I mean, going Elaborate. through the X-ray machine that that radiates your body in order to see everything that's on you and take a naked naked body scan of you. Which uh, which people have ended up saving and taking and, and abusing their the the their privilege of working at those the TSA. Yeah. I didn't know you can store those images. It's all ridiculous. <clears throat> but um, when I was listening on the radio, they were talking about how the uh, the West runs Al Qaeda and and. Supplies uh, these groups like the Muslim Brotherhood, and they play both sides. And um, the Saudis, Saudis at the airports get treated like VIP when fifteen of the nineteen, what fifteen of the nineteen hijackers were Saudi Arabian. Mm -hmm. Well, realize money. Saudis have fucking money. Yeah. Um, and which I don't understand why we even went into Iraq and Afghanistan if it was Saudis that attacked us on nine eleven. 
Well, yeah, because it was all a lie. It was just a ruse. We're just trying to destabilize all of, of the Middle East by using these extremists that we back and, and this... Saudi Arabia, the their royal family is just a clan, like an extremist clan that the the West decided to fund, like a hundred years ago, and have them take over all these peaceful people. And the more that they fund these Islamic extremists to create chaos in the Middle East, the cheaper they can buy up everything and take control. And and the more divided. All the political systems are, you know, the more competition, divide and conquer, they can take over. And that's why they want to break up Syria. They want to break it up into three parts or three or five parts. And they want to give some to Saudi Arabia, some to Jordan, some to um, Iraq, some to Turkey. Right? Or, uh, not Saudi Arabia. I don't think Saudi Arabia no, touches not Turkey. Syria. Syria. Well, all right. Well, yeah. since we're, we're talking about the Middle East, yeah, Turkey. I actually wanted to ask you about... Um, Everything that's going on with Iran. Now I know that right yeah, now there's well, some peace talks. Um, there's some peace talks with Iran about um, their nu- nuclear weapons. Um, there was they're trying to lean um, or loosen up the. <sighs> it's so obvious you're a smoking bud. <laughs> this is a family <laughs> <tobacco>. podcast. <laughs> it could be. But we all know but it's not. But it's not. <laughs> Smoking a bowl. <laughs> First of all, Iran already has nuclear weapons. <clears throat> they got them from Pakistan. Who told you this? It's a known fact in the weekly world news. <laughs> <laughs> Vampire boys were found in the mountains. <laughs> No. Listening. <laughs> no, apparently, apparently. Well, um, I hear I listen to the Alex Jones show, <coughs> Infowars. Oh, here we go. And he says that he that he has information from high level sources that um, yes, Iran seen the documents. Has, Iran already has nuclear <laughs> missiles, and uh, so does Saudi Arabia, and they got them from Pakistan. And all of this is just a. It's just going to be a, a distraction. They're trying to play us all against each other. But uh, what they did recently... Oh, they're, they're coming out with this uh, supposed uh, smoking gun evidence saying that um, they have conclusive proof now that it was Assad behind the gas attacks. And they're trying to push this whole thing again. And, like, I don't even know why they're trying it. To or are they trying to, they're trying to say that Assad did do it? Yeah. And, and it's already... Like, there's already been all these other international reports and other... Non-government organizations that um, have concluded that it that it came from the rebels and that are backed by the West. And they're flying their black Al Qaeda flags and singing about Osama bin Laden. Um, do you support NGOs that are trying to help out the uh, rebel the rebels? No, <laughs> no, not at all. So, for people who listen and they don't really know what's going on in Syria. Which I'm pretty sure is a lot of people, myself included, sometimes. Um, what the fuck is going on in Syria? 
Because Syria... So, all right, so basically, from what I understand, is that there's a civil war breaking out between a rebellion against Assad, who's the, who's the prime minister or the president, or the emperor? Or president. President in Syria. But we're, we are supporting the rebels, even though... Um, um, terrorists are supporting the rebels as well. I, I, I'm getting confused. Are we are we really helping out um, Al Qaeda? Yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> so Assad is not the best guy, but he's not attacking anyone. He's for the most part peaceful. Um, I love how you started off. He's not a bad guy. He's all right. He's okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying he's no, I'm saying he's not a. He's he's not that great. He's not. He's not the worst person ever, though. Like you know, we just because we can't going around be going around judging everyone's um, prime ministers and presidents and, and just overthrowing whoever we we want to. You know, even if they're even if they're bad. I mean, it comes to a certain point. But he's not attacking anyone, and for the most part, a peaceful country. And they're funding all these people. They're all coming from other countries. They're not Syrians, like some of them are, but they're mostly um, f- from Saudi Arabia, um, Pakistan, Afghanistan. They recruit all over from Africa, and uh, and they're all they all fly the Al Qaeda flag, and they all sing about Osama bin Laden, and they all videotape themselves because they're all these egotist, these egomaniacs, and they they're going around. Slaughtering Christians and throwing Christians off of roofs and videotaping it, and and they're they're the supposed uh, you know rebels that we're backing, and and they spin it in the news that like oh the you know the good guy rebels are fighting the bad Assad, and and then all the videos you see on YouTube are, are rebels chopping Christians' heads off and and murdering little children and and flying Al Qaeda flags and it's and. And we're sending them all the money and support and and supplies, and that's what Benghazi was all about. Is that the prime? Uh, apparently, the ambassador uh, wasn't wasn't going along with the whole smuggling um, weapons through there to get him into Syria, and so for whatever reason they killed him. And now, uh, hold on, that's another. Because the Benghazi report already came out. For yeah, those like of you that are listening and report. can't tell, we are eating dinner, okay? <laughs> We're really hungry. It's pretty late. Just let us eat our dinner, okay? Anyway, so the Benghazi report. What happened in Benghazi was that um, some terrorists came out and they attacked um, uh, the U.S. Um, oh, shit. It's, it's Ambassador. They attacked the U.S. ambassador and um, um, killed him. Um, it's the first uh, ambas- uh, um, international U- for the first U.S. international ambassador that was killed in how many years? Like tw- over twenty-five years, right? I don't know. Um, is in Libya. Benghazi is in Libya. So um, they did this huge hearing, and they they weren't sure. There was some huge. Uh, miscommunication from what the media has put out that they weren't sure if it was a terrorist attack, they weren't sure if it was planned or if it was just um, um, just a crowd, a crazy crowd or not <laughs> and w- another question was why wasn't why weren't soldiers sent out to help them out 
Um, apparently, there were some um, some some armed forces that that were ready to be deployed, but they never were. Um, but apparently, the <clears throat> the report came out recently. I think a week or two ago, saying that um, Benghazi wasn't a cover up, and that that um, it wasn't technically a terrorist attack, but it was planned, um, and and that it wasn't uh, trying to kill the ambassador, but. They're, they pretty much blamed it on the ambassador because his tactics <laughs> – the tactics that he had in, in like dealing with the, the Libyan um, – it was Libya, right? You said? Yeah. Um, the Libyan people were to work with the militias that were there. And apparently if you work with the militias, the militias can turn on you and kill you. And that's basically what the report was saying. I haven't read it myself, but tell me your opinion. It's a bullshit report just like the 9-11 Commission report. That – Report is a total cover up. From day one, they they put out this totally bogus bullshit, laughable story about um, a riot occurring over some video made in like California that nobody yeah. saw and was totally ridiculous. I mean, they really pushed it. Yeah, they did on on the news for a couple of days, and then and like finally it was so ridiculous that they kind of just realized they had to they had to stop. And it was a shitty but movie, But they keep bringing too. it up. I mean, it was only like 10 minutes. It, it, was, had, it had nothing to do with that. It, it wasn't a riot. It was a planned hit that was an inside job stand down. There, there were um, Navy bases in Sicily that I've been to that are like an hour away with jets, all, all kinds. They, they were completely – they were surrounded by basically enough military that they could have been there – um, like 30, 45 minutes from what I read, um, from, from these other reports. And there were a couple guys that, um, that kept asking permission to go and, and, and help. And they were denied and denied, denied. And they, and they went anyway and they went and they were killed. And oh, really? Yeah. And, and I think their parents, one of their parents is all upset and wants a full investigation, but yeah, it was a hit. They knew exactly what they were doing. They, it was a stand down. It was a CIA uh, safe house that they were at, and apparently it was all over this smuggling these weapons to the Syrian rebels. And he didn't want to go along with it. He was going to expose it, or they had some sort of, some kind of problem with it. So they decided to kill him. And then the smoking gun to me is the, is the total bogus story that they had from day one that totally fell apart about you know about the film. And then, uh, and then it comes out in in all these congressional hearings that like that Bad. they did stand down, and that it was total neglect. And they were like, "Well, well, what? Hillary Clinton was the head of the State Department. What did she say?" Well, I, I don't remember, and I kind of I wasn't there. And what about the president? He's the president of the United States. His ambassador just got killed. What, where was he? What, what you know? Wasn't he? What did he say about all this? Well, he wasn't. You know, it's just all this vague like bullshit. It's just like a total cover up. And then they come out with these the, this report apparently that just like pushes all this fake BS. I tell you, like the news is, uh, I don't know if it's just becoming more and more lies or if I'm just more informed. And but I think people are starting to lose uh, trust in the mainstream media. But yeah, that and, and and nobody got in trouble over Benghazi. 
Yeah, nobody did. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. <coughs> it's just like... Eh, well, you know what? And, under the road. and you know what? I'm seeing... It. It's I'm a scandal. It. It's a huge scandal. I'm seeing it in everything. And it's not just the government, but I see it also just in regular life. I mean, you, you work at... Um, you've worked several places. I mean, we're living in a culture now where it's pretty much no accountability whatsoever. I mean, you see it in the government. Nobody is, is, is taking charge for what happened in Benghazi. Nobody was accused or was, was um, charged for the war crimes in Iraq, in Afghanistan. Nobody's getting charged for the war crimes that we're doing right now with Obama. I mean, the hundreds of, of, of drone strikes that he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's making more terrorists there by doing that. Um, the the financial crisis. You know how many bankers should have been in jail mm-hmm. when this happened in um, in 1929. There were at least two or three bankers that were sent to jail for everything that happened. Today, which was a, even a worse, bigger crisis in my opinion, and even more characters involved. Nobody went to jail. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the same thing when when banks get caught. Um, laundering hundreds of millions of dollars of drug money, and nobody goes to jail, but they just get they get like a fifty eight million dollar fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, you know, Nick just which sent is a me slap on the wrist. Then. Nick sent me something today, um, just just on that it, on a on a international bank, not Citibank. All right, even though they're whatever. Anyway. Um, hold on, it's loading, loading, loading. The banks laundered all the drug money. HS- the government runs HSBC all the drugs. Um, was just charged $1.9 billion um, money um, over a settlement. It's a settlement for money laundering by a judge um, for drug traffickers mm-hmm. and, and countries subject to U.S. sanctions. Um, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I don't think HSBC is an American bank. It's British. It's British, right? England, I'm pretty sure. Um, but still, I mean, and that only happened because uh, they wanted to burn somebody, or something went wrong, or they wanted because, the money. Well, and also in, in 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 these agencies, there's good guys too, and there's good guys and bad guys, and the and the good guys sometimes catch the the bad guys within the agency. Um, I can't think of a bank, um, a global international bank, that has not been charged that charge. Well, they run all the drug money. The government runs all the drugs. Like, the NSA knows everything about every drug dealer. Like, the only people that are getting busted are, like, the small time starting to get big that they they are actually their competition and they want to eliminate. The whole drug war... Is a fraud. It's just a way to eliminate their competition and keep the prices up and, and control everything. It's like it, if there was a, if we if we legalized marijuana, we wouldn't have uh, these Mexican drug cartels involved in all the trade. Like like once we legalized alcohol after prohibition, like there's you know there's no longer cartels there aren't any cartels selling booze in the United States they're all legitimate companies you know yeah and frankly um and if, these drugs we legalize it then we will have legitimate companies instead of drug cartels 
Yeah, and these cartels, they don't really make m- much money off of marijuana to begin with. They're just doing it just because it's a consistent strain of revenue. What's America's number one cash crop? Yeah, I don't understand that. Why Above corn. Oh, shit. I don't understand why we don't even do hemp. Why we don't use hemp for our own daily product, for protein. It's actually, for, yeah. I mean, it's actually it's, a great source. Yeah, it's like one of the best fibers in the entire world, right? And we can grow a lot of it. Well, we did. We used to. We were mm-hmm. a lot of things we did were made out of me- hemp. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kind of a uh, some gas over here. Hemp protein <laughs> is actually really, really good for you. Oh yeah. Not to mention, it's the best smelling plant on God's green earth. Mm. You want to the mold fire? <laughs> you want to smoke Chocolate a milk? <laughs> um. So, all right. Um, piggybacking on um, hemp. Now that we're kind of we kind of brought it up. Obama. Oh. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> you know who's on Alex Jones today was... Uh, Damn you, Gary, Alex Jones! <laughs> Gary Johnson. Oh, the libertarian uh, candidate for president that yes. failed? Yes. That I, I voted for and was, failed. He was a I will never Democratic put my trust in a white person again. What? He got, a, he got like a million something votes. <laughs> that was it. Um, He was the Democratic governor of New Mexico for eight years, eight, eight years, ten years, something. I thought he was independent. But he, he was talking about how um, he's saying, you know, libertarians might not be getting gaining um, political traction as far as like a third party. or um, there, there was actually a few articles written um, in British newspapers about how libertarianism is becoming a, a, a big growing trend in America. They call it anti-politics. I don't think it's anti-politics, but it's more of a – it's just – it's a small government. Um, is that like a British way of calling us apathetic? Oh, they're always so condescending. I know, bastards. assholes. <laughs> Look in a mirror. But no, he was saying, um, you know, we may not be getting traction, and they oh, and they're co-opting the Tea Party, and they're changing into this bullshit, trying to um, take it over so that they can control it and, and get rid of it. But he's saying at least the are the issues are being addressed, and um, these politicians are 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 having a harder time keeping it from changing. Um, and he was talking about pot, legal, legalization mm-hmm. of pot, and um, gay marriage. Um, uh, what was the other one he was talking about? I mean, I know a lot of people are um, starting to wake and up porn. about the Fed. But um, he's saying, you know, at least uh, at least the libertarian issues are, are starting to <clears throat> starting to be pressed, and and, th- and you know they're kind of changing and evolving um, people's ideals in America. But hopefully, we but can it's get not being a done. Legitimate. It's not being done movement. the way the Constitution originally intended it. You know, it's it's supposed to be our representatives that are 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 hearing our calls in order to do this. Instead, we have to take it to the Supreme Court. It has to be the people challenging the government, you know, instead of the correct um, formula as to, all right, this is what the people want. So let's vote on it. Let's make a bill on it. You know, it's almost like, oh, my God, the system isn't working. So we have to go find these little cracks in order to in order to get it done. 
and which I which in a way kind of gives me hope, is particularly for the for the um, for pot because um, you can tell it's it's going to become a state by state matter and issue, and soon the government the government will have to take it up. I was just going to say I I believe a lot in states' rights, and I think a lot of a lot should be left up to the state, and that way people are more well represented. <clears throat> you know, if you want to live in a state where pot's illegal, or live in a place where pot's illegal, then go, you know, go to that state, you know, where there's people that share your values, or, you know. Well, I mean, how do you, how do you... That's why I moved to California. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I wanted to go where there was Whatever, awesome you weed bitch, on every and corner. complain every day here in Los Angeles. Damn, Cerote is always coming over here <laughs> playing loud music. <laughs> Fucking hate it. God. <laughs> it's not my fault they play horrible music. It's not, none of our fault. I mean, you can play your music just like, as loud. But, like, but I was from Salt Lake, you know, and I really like Salt Lake, but um, as far as smoking weed, the, the place where I fit in is more like California. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad California has been taken over by globalists and oh my god pretty much beyond ever being able to repair it maybe we can break it up like homeboy wants to do and break it up into five homeboy three. some silicon valley um schmuck who thinks he's great um that could, <laughs> that could be anybody there that could be anybody they, they want to split <laughs> california into five into five yeah and his, he had really imaginative imaginative names i think we should get rid of fresno no Anaheim. Completely. No, no, we're all in it together. No, we're we're nuking, we're nuking Anaheim. <laughs> Say goodbye to Disneyland. Especially you assholes that have annual memberships. What you're just feeding into this Nazi rich <laughs> playground. You mean my brother? <laughs> <laughs> my brother has. Oh, does he? My brother and Morgan have passes to Disneyland. <laughs> Nazi, Nazi land. That's what it is. Yeah. It's just for white people. My brother's been programmed. You know, I would never take your your um, Scottish-looking death metal tattooed. I'm gonna beat your ass, um, looking <laughs> brother, to be going to Disneyland on a regular basis. I think they have a part for adults. Is it California Adventures? Or California Adventure, wherever. yeah. He just goes there and gets drunk, goes to the tiki bar. I was going to say, he probably goes on like shrooms. They take mushrooms, yeah. They do? Psychedelic oh, mushrooms. I love psychedelic. Containing mescaline. Psilocybin. Oh, that fuck, too. I had a That's point. I had a fucking point. And then we got into Disney. What were we talking about? California being broken up. Broken up. No, no, no. Before rights? that, before that, um, states' rights. Okay, so now we're living in this new era of the internet, of information being out there. Now I can chat with people um, across the world, you know. And what's a growing um, population are gamers and um, and uh, a new generation of internet and technology users. That are constantly being connected to people outside of the United States. And 
for many of these young people, I mean, when they're playing, let's say for they're playing um, Call of Duty or 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 a Halo, they're online communicating, communicating with people that live in China, in Korea, in in Europe, and for some of these people, they have a better connection and something more related and something more in common with these people that live outside of the country, around the world. A word you don't like to use, globalize, globalization. Some of these people, this is going to be the new generation of voters. They don't have anything in common with their neighbor in, in let's say, they're from Arizona. They don't have anything in common with somebody from Tucson, you know? What I'm trying to say is that as as technology advances and makes this world a little bit smaller, you don't think that there are some things that states' rights can't cover? No. I don't think there's anything to do with with uh, being able to communicate with people that aren't in your immediate location and having that change how you do – how you pass your laws in, in your own geographic area. Well, I'm going to disagree with you there because – I think as people start connecting and start being more educated and information is out there, there's no longer any borders on what information you can grab and get. I think you're going to start seeing that there's going to become a more unified um, perspective on how a government might might be run or, or um, what kind of laws they want passed. Do you think that people can, can can communicate more that will come to more conclusions? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I think the internet is going to expose all the bullshit that is really out there. Congressmen, governments, um, you know, controversies. Right. You can't hide your. You can't hide anymore. Yeah. Even with the, the NSA mistakes. constantly saving it, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 kind of scary that that's happening. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad that. All of that shit is out there. Nobody can hide anymore, especially if you're in public office. You can't hide. That's probably why Obama's all gray and shit. You know, he can't hide anymore. He can't pull the. They still have control over. He can't pull the same shit that Bill Clinton did. He's getting away with way more. Is he? Because Mm -hmm. the rest of the world. Breaking laws. Well, yeah, but so did. um, Whatchamacallit? That's what I'm Uh, saying. Like. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying He's that breaking the more worse laws and everyone, even more people know about it and it hasn't stopped anything. Well, I think as the information becomes more available and more people are, have access to it and this generation that doesn't know how to use the Internet effectively dies out. Thank God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you mean the greatest generation? <laughs> oh, that's very subjective. Have you no respect? Them, you're taking my social security. <laughs> How many Nazis did you kill for that social security? <laughs> <laughs> my parents. <laughs> That's the only two Nazis I need to kill. Um, I think as as time goes on and people have more access to to information online, all of this bullshit is going to go away. Of course, you're still going to have people that like to fuck around and do shitty things. People will always do shitty things, but I think it's going to be harder to get away with it. Yes, I agree. I think um, 
I think everyone being connected and all the communication can help to gain momentum and to create um, movements against against things that are wrong. I think it'll be a helpful tool. Just like everything, every technology can be used for good and bad. Um, but I guess it's, it's it's up to us to use it for good. <laughs> we are the people we have been waiting for, <laughs> Scotland. Hope. Hope. Change. Change. <laughs> Blank slates for you to throw your imagination on and hopes and dreams. Talking about lost hopes and dreams, Alex Jones. I wanted to talk to you about Alex Jones because, well, he's an interesting character, and you listen to him virtually every day. Guilty. You, I sometimes I wake up and you're on Alex Jones. You know, I was thinking about it today. I thought about the analogy of comparing it to a court, and we were talking about how um, you um, you claim. The NPR is just straight facts. Hold on. Before you continue, not, let's it, elaborate it, a few <laughs> things, okay? Let's elaborate a few things. One, I am not a journalist. I'm a college student, okay? I'm here to learn, experience life, listen to different opinions, and judge for myself who I can trust and give credibility to. And me and Scotland, we like to argue about where we should get this credibility from. I like to get my credibility from different sources with many different opinions. And Scotland likes um, Alex Jones, right? Uh, That's totally bullshit. (laughs) You interrupted me to say that. (laughs) Can I go on? Okay, <clears throat> first of all, you, from what, from what I know, you get your sources from um, CIA operative agents of misinformation, uh, a.k.a. the mainstream media. And NPR is not and considered mainstream media. like John Leibowitz, otherwise known as John Stewart. You leave John Stewart alone. He's a globalist agent. Oh my god! Trying to acclimatize everyone, make it funny. All these, all these awful things that are happening to us. Anyway, Chris claims that uh, NPR has no bias and that it's just straight information. And I say, and that that's the only way to get your news. And I disagree. I, I say I like my news presented with a bias, with a with an opinion. Based on a background that that it that it can basically give you the information from a perspective with a bigger picture, and I don't believe that you can get your news that's not biased in some way. Like NPR, I don't believe is biased at all, and, and it's all and they all are are taught to speak in a certain way to hypnotize you so that oh you'll accept my their information, <laughs> and they talk like this. So that you know that what I say is the truth. And it's psychological. Which is bullshit. Psychological <laughs> Which warfare. is bullshit, Scotland. There's chemtrails. I can't even grow tomatoes. <laughs> this is bullshit. NSA. The point is, all news is biased. And I 
and I know that, and I choose which bias that I like to hear from. And I compared, I, I thought of the analogy of a court that you have all this evidence, and that's the things that, that happen, the events and the history that's taking place, and you need a detective and a district, district attorney to go through all the evidence and to present a case and to make sense of it all so that the judge which is me in this scenario, can make a, uh, a good, deformed, informed decision. And Alex Jones is my detective DA. He, he gets the evidence. I trust him. you got to have a good DA that you trust. you gotta have, You got to pick the right detective. But that's kind of how I look at it. He, he kind of frames it for me in a way that I, that after listening to him for so long that um, I know he's coming at it from... A true and honest angle, uh, as 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 best as he can present, and and that saves me a lot of time because I you know I don't have elders that you know can impart their wisdom to me. I don't go to uh, a church where there's a pastor who I'm you know the sheep that he guides. You know, all right, that sounds like bullshit. So to Alex me. Jones is also he. I, I kind of consider him all for all intents and purposes. He's oh my like God. my pastor. Like people would go once a week and listen to someone kind of make sense of of the world for them, and they all can kind of have like a spiritual. Some people might consider that um, like like a, be, a a potential way of creating a cult, uh, a religion per se. <laughs> um, I would. You just attack, attack, attack. <laughs> why? Why do you? You, it's just like everything you can think of to attack him. Well, here's the it's thing: because you've been, you've been programmed to think that way by all the the information that you've seen. Well, here's the thing, and I'll start off with the problems with a biased um, source of of news, is that um, bias um, will only tell you exactly what they want to tell you, and they will spin. Any facts, any statistic in order to swing their way. And when there's a news source that is completely giving you just facts, you as an individual have the opportunity to make your own opinion and educated conclusion based on those facts. And in a courtroom, just to let you know, um, a detective is not supposed to give you their opinion. A detective is supposed to give you the facts. And in a courtroom (coughs) – both both attorneys are supposed to be giving you facts facts to to support one claim and facts to support another claim and it's up to the jury the listener to come up with their own conclusion based on those facts am i right right okay now by law i mean there there technically isn't any swaying Right. Oh, like, um, but there is swaying. Unfortunately, it's not a perfect system, but it, it, it's a system. Oh man, I'm drinking my lot. But um, I mean, you as a listener, as as a citizen, should be getting information from multiple sources and getting the opinions of multiple sources and getting. Coming up with your own conclusion that may not be the same as the person that you're listening listening this from. So, all right. Yeah, I listen to NPR because they are the most centrist um, news organizations that I have come across. 
Um, They're total globalist propaganda. <clears throat> who's to say? All right, Call, like who's to, <laughs> who's to say that Alex Jones? Now look, I don't, I don't hate Alex Jones. Okay, I think he's a fun-loving guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think he. You attack Alex Jones every chance you get. <laughs> Baseless attacks. Where are these facts? Where are these documents it's that you're saying that like, I have attacked like, Alex Jones? People that you, you have nothing, to. sir. You have nothing. These so-called progressive liberals who are really just authoritarians, wolves in sheep's clothing. Who's to say that they, Alex Jones isn't one? Because I've been listening to him talk for years and... I've been listening. I'm smart enough to know. I've been listening to NPR for years, <laughs> and I know. See, see how this works. See how this like you have your your side, I have my side, and we can say the same thing about about both of our 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 news sources. No, I honestly feel like I can get mostly truth, a lot like a lot of the truth through Alex Jones and. I do look at I, I look at the Drudge Report every day. I get more of my news articles from the Drudge Report. I love the Drudge Report, even though I can, that's I still agree. biased. But they that's it's, I, I, it's, I, it's newspapers all around the world, and there's I, like sixty articles every day. I look that's, at I look at go. I look at Drudge Report as well. I I always mention it on this podcast. I have the CNN app on my phone. <laughs> I just do not for have entertainment that. <laughs> to see all the. The disinformation and distractions and total bullshit that they put out, um, just just as a frame of reference, it, it actually completely affirms all of my beliefs to see all that stuff. Okay, so I'm gonna. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do a little game. Um, I'll try not talking shit about Alex Jones um, for the rest of this podcast. Um. And because of that, I'm going to try to make this podcast shorter than usual. <laughs> but um, I just want to hear. Look, I don't. I don't hate Alex Jones. Okay, I think. I think he means well. I believe that he believes the things that he is saying. Um, but you don't think that Alex Jones comes up with some far fetched conclusions sometimes? I'll tell you what you. You listen to him, and everything that he says, you can look up for yourself. And everyone who does that ends up becoming a, becoming a fan of Alex Jones. And I was just thinking, like, you know, I don't think you don't get the truth mostly. You get a lot of the truth maybe from NPR, and a lie is a lie is all the more convincing proportional to the amount of truth in it. Meaning, if I tell you something that's half lie, half truth, you're gonna no, it's a lie because it's half of a lie. But if I tell you something, I tell you a story and it's 98% true and I throw in just a little 2% lie, you're going to buy the whole thing because most of it was true. So a lie is all the more convincing proportional to the amount of truth in it. <laughs> oh, my God. Funny. You are willing. You are vicious. For what? What did NPR do to you? Well, like, okay, so NPR, um, let's talk about 9-11. Well... Okay, NPR is not going to present it in a biased way, but they'll say the 9/11 the 9/11 commission report <laughs> was given today and it says that everything's fine and that we shouldn't talk about this anymore. 
And that's the news. You see how that's like, oh, well, it's not biased, but it's 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 incomplete information. It's all it is is them reading off of the script that they were given to <laughs> to control the the population and give them misinformation. Now, is Alex that Jones? Wait, hold on. Is that Alex Mr. Jones on the other hand will be like, you know what? I don't know what happened, but I hear this and I see this and I talk to this guy and here's this article and blah blah blah. But I don't know. I think it's this, but you know, you tell me. And then he has callers call in and. You know what I mean? Like that, that is a way better format of, for me, of, of getting my, my news and information. And every day, you know, he has callers. So it's not just, you know, him berating a camera. He has, you know, he talks to people and he has to defend himself. He has people on that disagree with him. He actually, he doesn't, he was talking a little bit of shit on Gary Johnson today about how he's like, oh, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to, Gary Johnson was like, well, you know, things are kind of coming around. And now it's like, Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> it's not coming around. You can't play with these people. But, <laughs> all right. So what you call, like... And he has atheists on. Yeah, well, I don't care. But, I mean, going back to what you were saying about NPR, I kind of feel like I I need to kind of jump on that because who's to say that that is a lie or or partial lie? What you said is is an opinion, and what they were saying is a fact. It's a fact of what the what the report says, and that's all that they're trying but to do. Leaving facts out is also a huge thing that they do, which is lying, which is misinformation. You mean no? You mean omission? Right, omission, lies of omission. It's there's a difference between misinformation and omission. If there was if there was an omission, what omission are you talking about? The fact that what that um, all these other facts occurred outside of the report. Yes, but that's that, but that's that not the what the report, the report is report about. Neglects. But you see, that's not what that's not what their job is. Their job isn't to if they they're just read what they're told. No, if they're reporting on the report, then they're going to talk about the things that are in the report. They're not going to talk about the things that could have been in the report or things that weren't in the report or even <laughs> that ideas. That is talking about the report. No. The things that weren't in the report. If they, No. If, if their job uh, is to talk about what's in the report, specific then their example. job – All right. No, I'll, I'll give you a, spe- a specific example. The 9-11 Commission report, the entire report, do you know what it says about World Trade Center Tower 7? That fell pancaked completely into nothing, right on top of itself, perfectly at free fall speed, and they wasn't said hit by it a plane. Was a, it was not a demolition. They didn't say anything at all. It completely omitted at talking about it whatsoever. And that exact—that's exactly. You have to talk about, you know, if they're going to talk about the 9-11 Commission report, oh, well, this giant building that had headquarters of NSA and FBI and it pancaked. It wasn't even hit. That's that's completely unheard of. Like a steel building has never, ever fallen before due to fire. And, and you know, it wasn't even hit. And and, and so they, they completely leave it out. Another thing in the 9-11 report was um, the there was like $120,000 that apparently paid for this this flight training that they received, that they tracked. And so where did the $120,000 come from? Osama. The, in in the, the, the 9-11 commission 
wrote in their report that it was of no significance. Hmm. That the source of the, the money that paid for the flights was of no practical significance. And of course, it was all funded <coughs> through. They were all this, they were all double agents. They 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 were trying to be stopped at the border when they first came in, um, not at the border, but uh, at the airports, and they and they were let in because they were told that they were double agents working with the CIA, and that's that's how all this shit works. Is they're all double agents. And this report, it's available for everybody to buy, right? The nine eleven commission bullshit report. Bullshit uh, is I added that. Yeah, I kind of. <laughs> it didn't sound very presidential. So I've always I've always thought, and maybe I, I'd like to share this with anyone who's listening, that the the event the events of nine eleven are kind of are kind of like the starting point for convincing people, kind of waking people up, as as, as I look at it. That that's the that's the big thing. Like once once I realized uh, or came to the conclusion for myself of what I decided, what for the most part took place that day. That completely changed my view of everything, and I started looking at everything differently. And it 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 uh it woke me up. And I think that it's it's such a big deal, and that it's so easily to me uh, proven to be a big fraud and cover up and inside job. That uh, I think that that's what I want. That's what I would try to implore people to investigate. For themselves, so that they can figure out, so they can find out for themselves that that was a total inside job fraud by criminal elements within the government. And once they can, once they come to terms with that being a reality in their world, then they can, then they can start opening their eyes to what's really going on around them, and 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 stop being so naive and trusting of of the the lulling that. TV is doing it to everybody, just trying to create zombies that are distracted all day. I mean, that's all we do all day is just stare at the TV for hours, and and it's all on purpose. Well, I mean, you can say that about about everything that people do in their lives, that they should be questioning and figuring out things and wanting – have that urge to look for information – so what about I mean what about you that like that's I'm I'm trying I want I would love for you to say to me one day you know what 911 you were right and then from that point you can start to like you can start to stop or start resisting all the, all the mainstream garbage that we're fed and all and all the stuff that we're supposed to do and all and all well, I don't know if I could um, – all right. So let me tell you straight up because you asked me this question last um, last time you were on, and um, I got kind of uh, joked around about it. Um, this is what I believe happened on 9-11. I believe that um, terrorists did attack us, um, but I believe that – the United States government knew about it, um, and they weren't willing to do anything about it. <clears throat> they wanted to look like that they – it's sort of like um, the Pearl Harbor, you know, where FDR knew about it, but he'd rather have it so he has a reason to get into war, so he can – he had a reason to do things. So they just packaged it neatly, you know um, – and and let 
let the events happen themselves and gave them a reason to do the things that they did, the U.S. Patriot Act and other bills and and other grasps of power. Um, I also believe that the terrorist attacks were done um, because of us, um, things that we did do. And I don't want to say we deserved it, but we did indirectly cause it. And I think we're, it's going to happen again in the future because of the actions that Obama is doing right now um, with these drone attacks and this so-called not war but humanitarian efforts. Um, so, yes, it was, a, uh, it was a terrorist attack. Did the terrorist attack World Trade Center Tower 7? Um, that I don't know. That what happened there? Well, realize that by then banks have already transferred um, things digitally. This happened in two thousand one. Banks started um, storing data and abandoning um, paper documents, so to speak, um, since ninety six ninety ninety six to ninety eight. Um. That's why That's why. if you notice in downtown Los Angeles, I mean, just these past five years, they had to restore the financial district because all the financial district was empty because um, f- there was no financial documents there anymore. There was no need for them because everything was digital. I know that um, it's alleged the, there's a conspiracy and a belief that Tower 7 had all this information. I'm not convinced that it did, <coughs> and even if it did, um, I'm not convinced that there wasn't a digital copy of those things at all. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was. I'm sorry, I misspoke. I am a little buzzed. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was already a digital copy of those things. They weren't trying to hide anything. Um, and um, I'm not sure if it, it, it fell inwardly. I know it fell... Um, at a at a um, at a natural falling oh, what, what's free fall speed free fall speed, um, but it didn't fall completely inward. It kind of fell um, slanted, based on some reports that I've heard, <laughs> and that it made a lot of damage to on local local buildings. And that is all I'm going to say about <laughs> Tower Seven. Because frankly, Tower Seven, I, I didn't. I, I'm. It wasn't attacked. It just fell right on top of itself at free fall speed, perfectly at free fall speed. If you dropped, do you know how much mass and material is in the way for the from the the roof of the building to get to the basement of the building, and all of that to get out of the way at free fall speed? It's it's. It's impossible to do without explosives. It was rigged. It was rigged to explode. They rigged both the Trade Center Towers 1 and 2. All these witnesses reporting of, of all these bombs going off at multiple. You can, you can see white smoke of thermite coming out. Uh, S- Professor Stephen Young. I was talking to about this last time. Was it Steve Young? No, not Steve Young. Steve. He was a... Um, what professor of what at Brigham Brigham Young University? Demolition. Um, metal, metal, 
metal energy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he tested some of the molten lava at the um, at the base of the towers, and he said, that, and he found thermite in it. And thermite is is what they use to cut the steel towers in half. Anyway, if you go through all this evidence, you'll you'll clearly you'll clearly see that it was all staged. They rigged it all to explode, and they blew them up. So it wasn't these. It's not that these like rogue guys came and they allowed it to happen. They fucking wired the towers and and they shut them down for days so that they could wire wire them all correctly with these secret crews, like these huge mega mega towers came down because like the only way that they were ever going to come down is if they used these thermite to cut all the um, all the steel framing. And what do they do with all the evidence? They immediately shipped all of it out to China. Did they have an investigation? Like the first time any steel building of that, um, uh, any steel building fell due to a, a fire and they didn't have any investigation, um, the the towers were specifically engineered to withstand uh, those kind of, those sides of planes hitting them. And yet they still felt like, there's all these reasons. Obviously, um, it's a homicide scene of thousands of people. And what do they do with all the evidence? They immediately shift it out to China. You know, what does that tell you? And then uh, there's obviously there was no airplane that hit the Pentagon. There's not one single video that shows it. If there was, uh, well, I mean, has anyone seen it? Has anyone seen a video of the of a plane hitting the Pentagon? The Pentagon. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't think the Pentagon has any video surveillance whatsoever of its perimeter. I don't think it's very considered to be a very secure area. <laughs> like, give me a fucking break. Like, and then they they release this supposed Pentagon gate video that shows like it's like it takes a picture every three seconds, and then you see some, you see nothing, and then you see a fireball, and that's like the smoking gun evidence, and, and that's what they give, and people are like, oh yeah, that's the airplane, like. That's the only video so surveillance think, so in the whole city happened? of an airplane hitting the Pentagon? No. So what do you think happened? It was either a smaller drone or a missile. Or it could even be an implanted bomb. So and what it, about the people that were on that plane? Well, here's the thing. It's just like Sandy Hook. Um, oh, shit. Here we go. The <laughs> All they have to do is say, oh, um, there was flight... Uh, seven six five two eight nine, and uh, Robert Johnson was on it. And um, here's this paid actor. This is um, Robert Johnson's wife, and she's so real you think upset. they're paid actors? I don't know what happened. I don't know. They could have had a real real flights that really hit the that really hit the trade center towers. They could have redirected them to. Uh, air air bases, military bases, where they did God knows what with those people, um, or the the flights never. Um, some of the flights didn't take place. There's a lot of um, reports about the 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 plane having military features to it, and I know that the. They they put out a lot of disinfo. Like when I first heard about the whole oh nine eleven inside job conspiracy, there were all these like over the top fake videos that like were put out so that so that when people ever heard oh nine eleven inside job conspiracy, oh that's all ridiculous. That's just a bunch of bullshit. Because they put out these like totally heinous like or these 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 stupid uh, illegitimate claims. And because they've tried to co-opt the movement of the 9/11 truth, you know, and by 
by making it look stupid. And it worked on me. And so, like, when I first saw Zeitgeist, I was like, oh, the 9-11. Like, I've seen these stupid videos. They don't make any sense. And um, But there are a few. It does seem that the ones that hit the towers have some sort of... Um, some sort of belly in the front, which is consistent with like these certain military planes. Anyway, it was once once you realize. Oh, and it was a they they had um, all these NORAD drills for this very thing happening, and they did it like five years before, and three years before, and a year before, and six months before, and they were doing it that day, and that's why they they that's why it was allowed to happen, and that's why no jets were scrambled. And they even have FAA operators talking. They have the record of it. They're saying, is this real world real world, or exercise? And so they, they, they always do this when they, have a, a, when they do a false flag. They, they, it's always um, they're, they're running a drill. And that way, if they ever get exposed or if shit goes wrong, they, can, they have that as a cover. They were just saying, oh, no, no, like, it's all a drill. It's all a drill. Like, we were, we were just pretending that um, terrorists were attacking so that, you know, because um, we were doing a drill scenario to practice, and that's always their cover in case anything goes wrong. So like, and and uh, Dick Cheney, people didn't didn't take any action because they thought it was a drill. Oh. So I don't know like what happened to if those were like real people on airplanes or what they did with those airplanes or if if they really were those civilian flights that hit the towers. But I don't think the Pentagon was hit by. Seven forty-seven or whatever it was, I'm not, I don't believe that for one bit. And then the 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 crash in Pennsylvania doesn't look anything like a plane crash to me. Like there's there's nothing left. Yeah, just completely obliterated it. Yeah, so I mean, God knows what that was like—a drone that was shot down, or, or you know, but uh, there there are so many things. There's so many. There's so much evidence that. Well, I mean, I can't remember to all. be honest, it's it's kind of hard for me to come to a conclusion um, of exactly what is going on, um, because frankly, I don't I don't think we'll ever know. Well, all you got to look at is who stands to gain from it. Oh, that was my other point that I wanted to say. Who stands the game from it? <coughs> Do you know that nine <coughs> eleven may have been supposedly? Wait, I won't be able to understand you unless you talk in your NPR voice. <coughs> 9-11. Supposedly. <coughs> um, I wanted to Did I ever tell hear you how more sexy information that about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it was the world's largest bank uh, gold heist ever. And that truckloads of gold were taken out of the... The, the World Trade Center towers that morning while while they were uh, on fire, and that one of them was abandoned and was found, and all that they they were storing all this gold as a world reserve that all like belonged to all these countries, in the World Trade Center towers, and they took it all out and blew up the towers and now, and now they're uh, they're missing. Yeah, well now it's like well, well sorry you know the gold was destroyed. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how it is exactly. But I also heard them talking a lot about um, the, the all these European countries have their gold with us, and they're yeah. all trying to get it back. I know Germany, Germany has is, been trying yeah. to get it back.
but it's all gone. And like, and we're just like trying to play games with them, like trying to like make them wait for it or whatever. But it was all fucking stolen. <laughs> so well, nobody knows that, and everyone's just like, and and we think about like who who profited from nine eleven? Really, did these Al Qaeda terrorists like, is you know who, what was their motive really? And they they were probably you know they were just pawns. They thought they were double agents, or they thought where they were doing a drill, or the, you know they were just using them by saying yeah, kill evil USA and. But they didn't know that they were really um, on puppet strings. But um, the the government runs all all of the all of the uh, the terrorist attacks, and they're all they're all like drills. Um, Sandy Hook, mm. the Batman or Aurora. And just recently, right, there was a shooting in Pennsylvania. Oh, but the goal. Um, oh, I don't know about that one. But yeah, um, and also, uh, what's his name? Larry Silverstein or Larry Summers? No, the guy who owned the towers. Um, he got a he. He bought the towers shortly before, and then he took out a huge insurance policy on them, and I think he only put down like. Fifty or five hundred million, and and then he got um, like seven billion for him, and he and he tried to uh, apply for two separate terrorist attacks. He tried to double his insurance payout, and I don't I don't think they gave it to him. But he tried to claim that they were like two separate attacks, but he basically made like a killing off of it. Yeah, and uh, and he was interviewed on PBS like a week after, and they were talking about World Trade Center Tower Tower Seven, and and he said, you know, we had. I said we have had such loss of life. Uh, we we made the decision to pull it, and and that's already been put out there. But they they don't they don't want people to see that because that was outside of the of the the story that they wanted to be put out. And he he literally admitted on PBS that they that they demolished it, but he wasn't thinking that people are going to be like, well, what do you mean? You mean you already rigged it? Like. You rigged it that morning to demolish it, or like you guys have buildings just rigged all the time. Like, well, I don't know. I, I would have to see that that interview because I've heard uh, conflicting stories about what pull it, what he meant by pull it. Um, so I, I'd like to, I'd like to see that video. I know right now we, yeah, but um, he meant demolish the building. Um, the, um I, I. It's kind of tough for me for when it comes to nine eleven because I think about you know I lived through it and you know it's hard to let go. I'm, I'm not saying that I don't believe anything that you're saying. I I agree with a lot of things and maybe not agree, but the things what you, the things that you say definitely make me doubt um, a lot. And I think that's one of the problems with that I that I see in. Um, a lot of today's culture, a lot of today's um, citizens that um, they just uh, they're just spoon fed a lot. You didn't get me one. You got your shh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? You don't want to admit what you're drinking? Why don't you tell everyone at home what you're drinking? I am drinking a nice cold Smirnoff. Okay. 
Does it have alcohol in it? Yes, it has alcohol in it. Doesn't okay. Tastes like it. You know what? You shouldn't be talking. You're <laughs> drinking Miller Lite. That's what I play with beer pong. With. Excellent pilsner. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like bullshit to me. Just like the fucking 9-11 report, <laughs> camp trails, and GMO products. You know what uh, Alex Jones thinks the camp trails are about? Um, apparently, like, a lot of people just think it's, it's um, a lot of it's, it's basically just to get people sick. But I guess there's somebody who has this claim that they're they're trying to darken the skies. And they don't know why. They don't know what's behind it. Now, why would they want to do that? Because <clears throat> aside from um, what... Th- because they hate the light. <laughs> <laughs> See, I honestly think that it's it's just a natural formation of clouds that happens with perspiration. When you're burning fuel up in the sky, I think it, it contributes... No, chemtrails are real. They're admitted. It's... No, it's, it, it's no. No, they have a different name for it though. It's called weather manipulation. That's not what chemtrails is. Yeah, there's a difference between weather spraying ma- chemicals in the sky. That's what it is. No, that's not what it is. All right, because it sounds to me like all right, you you have some facts and it's you distorted them. The truth of the Prove truth. Me wrong. The truth is that, yes, we are burning fuel, fossil fuel in the sky, and we're destroying – No, 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 no. Yeah, we no. are, we are – I'm dest- talking about they, they release chemicals into the air to manipulate the weather. They have. I know no, that – they do it all the time. It's, it's – well, that's chemtrails. No, they don't know that it's, it's been done here in the United States. We know that it's been done in China plenty of times, and they are considering of doing it here because of droughts. Now, chemtrails, from what I understand, the the conspiracy of chemtrails is that they're they're putting stuff in the sky in order to poison us. God damn it! Are you gonna pull out Alex Jones on me? No, weather modification. I'm looking up weather modification. And Everybody knows. Ask anyone who works at airports. They but send chemtrails is into the sky. chemtrails are not the same thing as weather modification. It's. I was just saying, it's spraying chemicals into the sky. Chemtrails, what people assume that are chemtrails is really just the evaporation of, of things, uh, of uh, – ah, shit. The perspiration of, of burning fuel in the sky, and it leaves these, these trail marks. Now, I don't disagree with you where, where people uh, – where the government has manipulated the weather in order to cause um, rainfall and other um, – other like uh, – um, what am I thinking of? Weather, shit, clouds. To increase the water supply and to prevent bad weather like Thank hurricanes. Thank you. Thank you. Because I'm buzzing it. Um, but what I'm talking about is regular planes that are flying over LAX, and they're calling those chemtrails. I mean, yeah, they are, they're burning fuel in there, but they're not trying to poison us. And yes, that's there's what a difference between a contrail and a chemtrail. Yes, but the chemtrails do exist. And contrails go away after like five minutes. Chemtrails stay; they stay crisscrossed in the sky. And there's pictures. There's, there's irrefutable document documentation by this point. Like that, and they even admit it, but they call it weather modification. But it's uh, it's it's like barium and uh, I don't know what other chemicals. Aluminum. But he thinks he thinks like the 
I thought it was very intriguing and kind of mysterious that it has to do with decreasing the amount of sunlight. I've heard of something like that where they need to keep it up because um, I guess the day of 9-11, they, they stopped all planes. They landed all planes. Um, and on that particular day, the, I think it was, they landed planes for two days. And on those two days, um, nationwide, temperatures rose about two to four degrees. And once um, the plane started flying over again, it went back to its normal temperature, its ranges on average. So I don't know about what I've what I've heard is that we're now at a delicate state of and I know you don't believe in this, but um, of uh, climate change where if we we we're at this point now where we've done so much damage that we need to decrease the uh, the carbon that we put out there but if we decrease the carbon i mean the uh, the ozone is so damaged now that um sun rays are now heating up the earth and so our ozone isn't strong enough to protect us like it was before so now we have so now we're at this gray area is if we if we reduce the carbon we're heating up the the um, the earth we're 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 actually going to increase um global warming but if we if we um don't stop the carbon then we are still ruining the ozone and opening up that <laughs> so it's sort of like uh, this gray area where we need to maintain I know you don't believe in this. It's all a big hoax. <sighs> Global warming, which now has is known as climate change. What is climate change? Anytime the fucking weather changes, it's climate change. Oh my god. All they're trying to do <laughs> is sell you on the idea that they can they're supposed to tax you so that you need to pay them for your carbon footprint. It's a total hoax, it's total bullshit. The number one factor in global warming is the sun. The amount of radiation that the sun puts out. Right now, they predicted last year that the sun was going to have go into like a sleeping period, which it's doing right now, which is why we're having all these cold temperatures. You're telling me that carbon has nothing to do. It has a lot to do. In fact, we don't have enough in our atmosphere, and we're at record low levels of carbon. No, but we're at and right if now we had record more, low we would levels have of more oxygen. Plant life. We're at record low levels of oxygen. I haven't if heard that. Yeah, we are. We need we need more carbon in in our atmosphere. Our our Earth would be greener. Plants need carbon dioxide to breathe. It's just because people think of mon, uh, carbon monoxide like and it, because it has a scary name. People think, oh yeah, we need to ban it. We need to get rid of it. Whoa! whoa, whoa. So you think that there would be more more plants if we put more carbon? Out in the atmosphere, it's yeah, not because act- it's not it's not because l- we have flattened out. It's not because we flattened out so much, so many acres and miles, and and countrysides of forest and jungle. It's not because of that. It's naturally because we simply don't have enough carbon. We I haven't. Said, we haven't burned enough. If we enough. had more carbon dioxide in our atmosphere, the Earth would be greener. Oh my god. Bullshit, and it's not. How is that bullshit? <laughs> you know how much we plants breathe we, carbon dioxide. We also destroy way more plants than we grow. Look at, I'm saying that carbon dioxide in our atmosphere is good for plants, and and that's and that's so is oxygen. Not 
refutable. Oxygen is also good for no, us. No, they breathe. They put out oxygen. They which put is good out for us. But they need carbon dioxide. And if you look at the levels of what we how we've measured the levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, they're actually lower than they've ever been, and they need to be higher. And if they were higher, we would have a healthier, greener planet. I'm gonna disagree with it's you. It's a there. total. It's a hoax, dude. Like. I'm going to disagree it's, it's with you because it's a big hoax carbon. to try to get you to tax carbon, which is it's going to it's going to be a tax on everything. It's, it's Agenda Twenty One, Codex Alimentarius. They want to control everything on Earth, every good, every item, put a number on it, control it. Who is they? The United Nations. The United Nations wants Agenda to Twenty One, Codex Alimentarius. They want complete control over all of all goods on Earth. Uh, track everything. Look at that. First these of are all, these, first real, of all, these are real world programs. World well, first government. of all, the UN has very little effect on the world, despite their efforts. But look, so and a lot of countries do not even listen to the UN. <laughs> but you're so you're admitting that this is the program and this is what they're trying to do. And and once you admit that, we can then we can go then we can have a starting point where we can have a, a discussion. Let us pretend that they are okay. Let uh, uh, I'm just gonna. All, all you gotta do is look up Codex Alimentarius, <laughs> Alex, Agenda Twenty One. You're gonna say Alex Jones? No, Agenda Twenty One. <laughs> there's a there's this um this female gal that does a wonderful presentation on it. I'm not. Hold on. What I'm saying is that. Uh, well, I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is that. Okay. Look. Even if the United Nations, if that was their intention, to control everything, because the word everything is very broad and of a huge statement that you're saying. Yeah. It's just these globalists are very... Globalists. As, they have high aspirations. Well, they went to very good schools. You know, they have very high confidence. Look, I'm just saying that... If they were trying to do that, they weren't. They wouldn't be able to. Look, yeah, governments to on local levels implement it. Governments are not. Governments themselves are not strong enough in order to control all its citizens in the way that you're talking about. We're talking about uh, and like now world we're trade agreements. Yeah, well, world trade agreements. There's a difference between that. Well, that's. When you control the food, then you control everyone's lives. Well, world trade agreements aren't aren't necessarily about controlling food, <coughs> but the expansion of it. <coughs> world trade agreements. It's, it's about the control of all goods. No, it's not about the control of all goods. It's it's about the ability you, to, to sell all goods. No, what do you see? You don't even know anything about Agenda Twenty One. You tell me what it is. No, but I know what I know enough about about um, global trading. Look, global trading is is not so much about about um about saying what you can and cannot sell or or trying to control things. It's trying to tell countries what they should trade with. For instance, um our our trade agreement with China, which is a stupid fucking trade agreement by the way. Um and actually caused a lot of job losses here in the United States. What we do is we sell our resources to China so that they can manufacture it and sell it back to us. 
So we sell them wood, steel, glass, aluminum, all the all these metals um, that they they can't uh, make themselves. They manufacture it and make it there, and then they sell it to us through Walmart and other other um, international companies that have already taken advantage of the labor market there. Okay. Um, UN trade agreements typically what they what they try to do is control. Or not a control, per se, but sanction. This is more of the IMF than the than the UN. Tell these countries, these third world countries, um, that they have to give up um, their services to private companies. More um, importantly, water is not privatized. Um, um, sewage systems are now privatized. Uh, agriculture is now privatized in these third world countries and it's and and they have to trade amongst themselves they they're forcing themselves to trade these things it's not so much trying to control um everybody what everybody can do but it's a way of in their opinion it's a way of modernizing these third world countries quote unquote um which is total bullshit <laughs> Look, I agree. Yeah, so is totally, anyway. <laughs> totally evil. They, yeah, they're trying to implement it locally on local levels. So we we have what uh, six and a, six and a half minutes left on the podcast. Do you want to go? Uh, let's. We want to run through a bunch of things that um, most people don't know about or don't believe that I have cons- conspiracy theories, so called, about. Okay. So, all right. What What do you feel like you want to say? Let's see what what uh, what, what kind of topics can we uh, can we cover? Okay, so let's just uh, um. Sandy Hook. Yes, yeah, Sandy Hook was a Sandy Hook was a false flag. It was a drill operation that they, I guess, convinced people to. Uh, to do it for the for the greater good to to do to like have a they do these drills and then they 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 say okay this time we're gonna tell the media that it's at, that it's real and then they go along with it and it's all for the purposes of increasing national security strength or whatever bullshit oh the DC shooter that was um oh yeah that was some kind of that was some kind of fishy yeah. event um. My ELF weapon. I wonder. I would love to know the details of that. Uh, extreme low frequency. That's what he carved in his shotgun. Uh, the Aurora. That that guy who's out of his mind on drugs now. Yeah, when I saw photos of him, because I saw I saw that one was kind of interesting. Um, because I saw you sh- you show you showed me um. Uh, a presentation that he did about mind control and yeah. the ability to um, for people to control implant your mind memories. and implant memories. Yeah, and he was it's in so high creepy. school. Yeah. He was in high school or freshman, right, in college. He's a senior. When he he was a senior in high school, right? He was at some uh, convention or some school gathering. So, 
So that's what that what was interesting. Like he was in high school. He's doing he's doing very intense research about mind control and implanted memories. And then all of a sudden, a scholarship. Yeah, and he got a scholarship for it. And then all of a sudden, you see him twack the fuck out like some kind of like the Riddler. He's a Manchurian <laughs> candidate. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and we killed we killed Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the Capitol building. Okay, the, the Capitol building in Washington D.C. If you look at it from Google Maps, from uh, satellite view, it's oh a big God. owl. The big the grounds of the Capitol building is a big giant owl. What do you, the statue why, on why, top uh, is is a is a the Roman god Minerva. She's wearing a a cap that is what freed slaves wear. Which is uh, has a significance because in Rome you could be a freed slave. They give you a cap, but they could take your hat away and make you a slave again anytime that they wanted. Well, that's apparently way um, to tease slaves. Like here's yeah. a hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, apparently, the property the the that the Capitol building is on used to belong to the Vatican. It used to be belong to the Roman Catholic Church. And it was what? Mm-hmm. It was donated. If you ever go to the, no the Capitol building, I, I would love to see the rotunda in person. But it's it's a giant uh, penis. It's a giant painting of uh, George Washington as Zeus. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen photos of that. It's, and the Lincoln Memorial is like a, a giant uh, temple of Zeus. Um, the Washington the the White House itself is like in the goat head part of the pentagram. When you look at the streets, how the streets are set up, it's a there's a pentagram. Um, go back. Why an owl? It's the it's the symbol of the Illuminati. The uh, they they use the owl as a symbol because it sees in the darkness and it has it sees all. It has such big eyes, um, and it's like it's a symbol for wisdom because hmm. it knows all. Even now, you know, the owl is like the schoolmaster or whatever. Um, the, what's that place in, um, right outside San Francisco where they go and they, they pray to Moloch. Moloch is the owl god. No, I have no idea what you're yeah, talking about. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I can't, I can't think of it right now. Sacramento? The Castro. Uh, they do it every year in July. Alex Jones is actually famous for busting it and videotaping them doing this fake mock human sacrifice of the Oh, owl. Garden. Yeah, the Bohemian Grove. Bo- Bohemian, Bohemian Grove. Grove is, yeah, they worship the owl god. Oh, they, a lot of politicians go to that, right? Mm-hmm. Skull and Bones, apparently they... Um, they Which have, is a secret society. They have these awful rituals that you have to go through to enter in. And both Bush and... Kerry were Skull and Bones members, and they were the only candidates for president. And they both were interviewed, and they're like, "Yeah, we can't talk about it." Ha ha ha! And we just like everyone was just okay about it. And then there was that kid. Remember, don't tase me, bro. He asked, he was in Florida. He was asking John Kerry, "Were you were you in Skull and Bones with George Bush?" And blah blah. blah. And they and then they fucking they pinned him to the ground, and they were on top of him with like three or four guys. And he's like, "Don't tase me, bro. Don't tase me." And then they just tase him, and just in front of everyone, Fuck. they just electrocuted him. And that's a, that's the horrible future that we have now to look forward to is fucking Terminator robots and drones that fly constantly in the skies, and if we disobey, we'll have electronic low frequency weapons and we'll be 
have electric shock therapy to turn us into zombies and, and we won't we'll want to die, but we, we, they won't let us. <laughs> Next time we got to talk about robots and the and, and the robot There's armies. So much that I wanted to, to cover with you. <laughs> Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Awful. <laughs> well, how'd you like this podcast? That was good. Yeah, I like doing the one on one. Yeah. Next time I'm gonna have a bunch of topics in front of me so that. Well, instead of all this beer and food. Actually, um, we'll have more beer and more food. And weed. And my smack, 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 smack. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually like this um, one-on-one. Um, I appreciate um, you coming on. I know sometimes um, it's kind of hard to get these ideas out. Um, um, and you have a busy schedule, and it's kind of hard for you to get to where I normally do um, these podcasts. So I actually brought the podcast to you today. Yeah. Broadcasting out of Koreatown, <laughs> East Hollywood, California. All right, so next time we're going to talk about oh the my Fed God. <laughs> and QE Unlimited. Um, and, you don't know that for and, sure. Uh, QE might end yelling. this year. All right, we'll talk about and that we're next time. We're going to talk about Homeland Security. <laughs> we'll talk and about Hang on. We're going to talk about GMOs list. and vaccines. We have a whole list. We're going to talk about how don't, don't ever take a vaccine ever again. Oh, my God. We're going to talk about um, the fluoride in the water, Second Amendment and firearms. We're going to talk about mind control and the mind control weapons. Silent weapons for quiet war, or is it quiet, quiet weapons for silent war? We gotta talk I don't about know. That. We gotta, it's very important. I don't know. You should the robot takeover. You should hit up Alex Jones and see what he says about it. The the planned culling that the the elite all openly admit that they they the best the best thing to do now for everyone is just kill billions of people. Um, problem reaction solution. Military industrial military industrial complex. And yeah, we already talked about this. Oh, and all the race baiting that's going right now on right now. Movies like Machete. Oh my God! Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And, and Django. And uh, the f- the whole uh, Trayvon Martin blowing that up into oh. a big race war. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, that's a whole list. You you wrote all of yeah. where? Why did you have a list? I'll tell you why. Actually, <laughs> I'm, thank you for asking. Because I plan on one day a week going downtown, and I'm going to be one of those crazy guys with like signs and being like, "The end is near." <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm going to have like a very, I'm I'm going to be. I can totally see you doing. That. I'm I'm going to put it together like a street presentation, and I'm going to get real. I'm you should get dress real street up, with people. You should dress up like Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> you no. should dress up like Cirque du Soleil and with a chair. And each no. movement that you have has some kind of statement attached to it. I'm, I'm, and every time you, like, flail your hands, the statement changes into a different topic about the industrial complex. And then the you <laughs> should Federal do that. Reserve. And you can take you speak the south French. side of, of, of uh, Grand Park. <laughs> and I'll be, uh, I'll be at Pershing Square. I'll be with all the crazies and the smell of urine in Pershing Square. I think that'd be really fun, though. But I'd have like a really well put together presentation, and uh, I don't know, we'd play in like 
playing the bass acoustic and some drum and some like some bongos or something. <laughs> you mean like the ninety nine percent? I'm gonna be on the I'm, I'm gonna be on the front lines of the information war, downtown L A. with bongos, talking about robots. <laughs> they're coming for your jobs, people, and then they're coming for you. Oh my god! By the way, they're they're making them so that they run off of dead bodies. Look up Eaters E A T R. Oh my god! Energetically autonomous tactical robot. Look it up. Um, Scotland Put it was in a the brain. Scotland was a motivational speaker in his previous life, <laughs> and I guess in this life he just went for it. He just went fuck it. <laughs> All right. Well, um. I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, if you guys have any questions or if you want to email us, you can always email us at anotherbspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can visit us on our blog spot. Um, it's uh, anotherbspodcast.blogspot.com. Uh, we're always open to questions and we're always interested in your feedback. Um, and, um, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you again for uh, – for joining me on this, um, and uh, thanks for coming to K Town, Chris. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right, guys, you have a good day. Bye. <laughs>